it's futile to steer a ship that isn't moving, but if we step out, we'll learn how God leads us through life. I spent my four years in the military during the Vietnam War mostly on top of a foothill overlooking the Pacific Ocean. Who would have thought that this experience would later lead to a job as an instrumentation technician in a mining operation and later as the developer of a four-channel television station? All of these jobs have honed a work ethic where failure was not an option. Mistakes could lead to anything from losing vital international intel to loss of life to the opposite extreme of actually causing people to miss their favorite hockey game. A truly traumatic event, right? My main cameraman would say, we've done hundreds of broadcasts and never missed one. I'd say that's true, but at what price? Performance-oriented lifestyles can lead to success, but they can also drain the life right out of you. Today, I often wonder how much stress has needlessly taken a toll. Do we have to understand to believe, or believe to understand? Sometimes, we don't know how God is leading us, until we look back. Then we begin to realize that we don't always have to know what His will is, for Him to establish us in it. We could avoid a lot of our stress, if we simply trusted Him, without thinking that we need to understand everything, in order to have faith. As a chemical engineering major, after two years of college, I didn't think it was the career for me. Not wanting to go to college to avoid the draft, and not wanting to go to Vietnam with my very low draft number, I enlisted in the Air Force. Having an aptitude for science and electronics, I was given a choice, a very unusual thing for men in the military. I could go into a top-secret surveillance assignment in instrumentation, but I wouldn't know where I was going to be sent, and I couldn't tell anyone. With plans to marry right out of basic training, that wasn't for me. So I chose a secret security class assignment in California tracking spy satellites. It was one of those jobs where we would track and process data from satellites anywhere from 100 to 20,000 miles high, as well as doing the same with rocket launches. It was a high-stress job where you learned to perform with a team of operators, yet when there were no scheduled birds overhead, volleyball, football, basketball, and racquetball were our other specialties right outside the door of our tracking station. Stress and career choices often go hand in hand. The loss of a job can also create significant stress. My military career was one in which it could be said, it's up to you to take advantage of your opportunities, and if you do, your future will always be secure. When I was in the military, one day I got up at 4 a.m., drove to Los Angeles, and took all five tests in one sitting to get my first-class FCC license. Back in the day, that gave me the right to work as an engineer in broadcasting, even though I had no aspirations. My last day on the hill at Vandenberg in California was November 2nd. November 3rd, I started working in electronics 2,400 miles away at Evlithtakonite. When I left Evtac, it literally took five minutes to land a job at Ramsey Engineering in Minneapolis when I went back to college. All in all, my stress has often been self-induced. There's never been a need to worry about being provided for, but worry I often did. Yet the privilege of being led and provided for by my Savior and Maker was always sure. When we came off the road and lost our home and vehicles, it looked pretty bleak. 
It didn't look like divine privilege at all, but God used the experiences that were built into my past, and I again found work without looking for it. It found me, and sustained our family as I did maintenance work for an implement dealer on whose property I lived. Somehow, God has a way of taking care of us and leading us where we need to be, often in preparation for the next adventure in life. The key to it, I believe, is taking advantage of where you are and learning as much as you can, and then surrendering everything back to God every day. Do what you do to serve people as best you can, and you'll never be in want. These days, I'm training someone to take over the television and internet broadcast business. It's been a long process with many, many details. One day, I'm going to tell my protege that if you run this as a businessman, you're going to fail. If you run it as a pastor, you will succeed. Working for personal gain is not the design of God. He has promised to take care of us if we are faithful to Him and faithful to others. If we're not, He'll still take care of us, but we won't like the pathway He puts us on to get us to be who He wants us to be. When I was in high school, I was part of the marching band. I took it seriously, and as a result, I was in the right front position. That's the position by which the entire band takes its cue. When I found myself later in basic training, the drill instructor pulled me out of formation and said, I'm making you my chief. I like the way you march. You'll run the four squads when I'm not with you. And Hartica, my chiefs never fail. Oh, great, I thought. But I would soon realize that leadership was something I was being prepared for. Interesting, though, is the fact that where we are in our life is often an indicator of how God will use us in the years ahead. And the more we can develop where we are right now, the better prepared we'll be and the less stress we'll need to carry. It's kind of like God's way of saying, learn to go with the flow, my flow. Most of us have seen a scene in a movie somewhere where there was a young aspiring preacher who would begin his career by preaching to the trees in the forest or to the cows in the barn. When I landed my first church in a small farming community, I would go to the church on Sunday afternoons, lock the door, and preach my Sunday sermon to the empty pews and with great vigor. Was it vanity? Ego? Fear of looking foolish? All I knew was that I wanted to do a good job, and in fact, I would become pretty impressed at what I had to share, and that frankly bothered me. Who in the world did I think I was? But then one day I realized that there's no shame in being impressed with what I was preaching. It was God's word, not mine. It was His inspiration, not mine. He had good things for the people, and the glory and honor for it belonged to Him. Why should I feel ashamed to think that what I had to say was really good stuff? It was truth that had worked for me when I was struggling. One day, as I was sharing a prayer and devotion with a college football team who was ranked number one in the nation on both offense and defense in their division, I told them not to perform to prove themselves to anyone. If you get behind, you can choke if you do. Remember the theme of Joseph's life. If you get behind, know this. After the milk bottle is shaken, cream always rises to the top. And you guys are cream. Don't let the progress of the game shake you. And don't let the progression of your life shake you. If you trust God, you will rise to the top of the plan that He has for your life. 
But don't make it about yourself. Make it about giving God the credit and glory because that's why we are here and how we are created to operate. The beauty of it is that since we were created for God's glory, we get to experience it so that we can pass it along. Well, that college team was in the playoffs, but that day the locker room felt very somber. As it turned out, they partied the night before and their star players were benched. They lost the game. And the truth be told, being on top of your game is usually far more dangerous than being in the valley. If you're in a high-stress situation in your job or your life in general, you're there because God knows that He's given you everything that you need to weather any storms that come along. Don't second-guess yourself. It's not about you anyway. It's about something much higher. You've been given all that you need to show others who are struggling that God can bring them through and you're his example. Will you fail, stumble, and need to be picked up again at times? Yes, of course you will, but the fact that God is there to pick you up will be a great encouragement to someone else when they see this one thing. The disappointment that you feel? That's just your disappointment with yourself. It's not God's disappointment with you. If God was so small that we could understand everything about Him, He wouldn't be big enough to meet our deepest needs. The needs and stress of life decisions can wear us out. However, if we can simply believe in a God who is far greater than man, in due time we'll understand how faith has brought us exactly where we needed to be. Look at the positives in the pathway you've already walked. There, you will begin to know more about God's leading.